0: John Davies has a method, an approach he systematically developed over a career spanning three decades. He's proven it to be invaluable for dozens of industries and thousands of projects facing public acceptance. Up until now, the method has only been available to his select client list. John is unpacking his insight and wealth of knowledge to overcome opposition and earn public support for the first time right here. Throughout these episodes, we'll take a deep dive, step-by-step with John into his strategies to overcome opposition and create support. Nothing is free in this world, but good ideas are priceless. The show could be just the thing you've been looking for. I'm Mark Sylvester. Now, let's get started and talk with John. John, we've taken our listener through the four steps of the Davies Method on the strategy, and I get, we got that great history lesson on Aristotle. But I feel like there was another motivation from you when you saw other people doing it wrong. Talk to us about that.
1: Well, what, what I discovered when we really put this together is, oh, my gosh, the way most people approach this is totally the opposite. They start with bridge and and then they move backwards. And when they start with bridge and moving backwards, everything changes because bridge isn't a bridge anymore. It's a promise. And embracing and engaging becomes spin. And then when you're talking about contrast, they actually are complaining that the other side's coming after them. Then finally, acknowledge
0: becomes confess. So give us an ex- a tangible example of where you heard that and how they did it. It doesn't have to be in wind. It could right. be in a different industry. Well,
1: let's let's look at the best example, which is Keystone. The Keystone Pipeline. So the Keystone Pipeline is a promise of jobs and economic benefits. And
0: that's, that's what they that's led what, with. That's what
1: they led with and they led with that for a long time and they didn't have any other message and by the way when they did get other messages they never got out because that so dominated the discussion so the community says the the country says 20,000 40,000 jobs to build the pipeline is that worth the environmental impacts so that's how they they the, the contrast and then they started spinning that and they started spinning the concepts of the of the project and maybe some of the benefits but they spun it rather than framing it or contrasting it and uh, and then they started complaining that the opponents were saying bad things and everything's terrible and you know that's not true and and uh, that they had the unions with them and the environmentalists against them so they drove this wedge and they're complaining that the environmentalists are not really for the benefit of our community and their union friends were saying it so all of a sudden they're just complaining and then finally they have to confess that there's going to be some impacts. Well, what happens when you do that? No matter where you start, your support drops. And it drops and it drops and it drops. And when they finally got back on track and, and turned everything around, they built support and, and, and went through because it's not impacting the rest, most of the nation. But the idea is you can't start with a promise and a spin.
0: You've been doing the Davies method for, for years and years and years. Was part of the analysis of the way you started doing it because you saw others doing it wrong? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, and that's the hard part. And, and by the way, you know, we jump into projects that are already going and we got we to gotta restart them. And when restarting them, you're like, oh, I see why they got in trouble is you know you're looking at their argument saying that was pretty good wow talking about the economics there those economics look good so in a mining project they're talking the economics in in uh, arizona and they people were not coming around what it was is they never made a value-based message or argument why people should be in favor of it and once we did everything changed
0: i want to back up for a second so you'll get pulled into a project that's already underway, mm-hmm. but it's not working. Right. That's the hardest, and
1: and uh, and it it unfortunately, it's it's hard. It becomes expensive because we we have to erase what was done before as well as do what's needed, and it just takes more time. And uh, you know, about a third of the wind projects we do, that's where we are. Uh, the ones we get to start fresh so much better. We can get a head start. We can get the community going. The uh, opposition has a smaller opportunity to get the
0: community against us and we're able to win. It begs the question then, because you, you said in our last episode that it's, it's about uh, being able to take your hat off, put your hat back on and, right. and start. So that, that's what you're doing. Do you then use acknowledge to say, hey, community, we went about this the wrong way? Sometimes. Sometimes we apologize that we went too fast and we didn't share
1: with you what we're doing. And uh, normally we don't need to. I mean, the world we live in today, I mean, what happened last week to, in our society is last week and we've forgotten most of it.
0: That's five news cycles ago. Uh, yeah.
1: And if, I mean, yesterday, unless it was a dominant news story, is forgotten. So the deal is if you start fresh, you, you have more opposition against you but the people that aren't engaged as opposition are, are still open
0: territory to talk to. What's the difference between acknowledgement and apology? Uh, it's interesting
1: because we're not apologizing for something we're doing, we're acknowledging, we're being straightforward, ethical, we're do, this is going to happen, this is, this is an impact of acting versus an impact of not acting. I like that impact of acting. Yeah, there's going to be an impact when whatever we do in our society, there's going to be an impact. Anything we do in any manner is going to be an impact.'m
0: I'm, I'm curious of the of the person who's listening uh, to their the last campaign they did, you know if it didn't work out the way they thought, if they could go back and forensically analyze how would they do that? I mean, how would you coach someone up to, like, see you did this, see you did that, this is where you you could have done this? Well, when we finish projects, we do that. So we do what
1: happened? What went right? What went wrong? Why? What would we do differently next time? And so, and what are the the re-outlined steps of what we would do better? And that's how this method gets refined and refined and how we've refined it. So what went really well? Well, You know, when we got started and we went out and admitted that there's going to be an impact and people get it, I mean, we started doing that. It's like, wow, we had people come to us and say, we really appreciate that. Oh, that worked. And then, you know, when we really hit the economics at the end, we're very straightforward and didn't scream about it. We just lay it out. It's like the budget page in in the back of a uh, proposal. It just it's there. People are going to get it. It, there. No reason to scream about it. It's like the less
0: we wave our arms and scream about it, the more people notice it. Well, you don't need to draw attention because you've already built the trust. You've built a relationship. You've, in, you've engaged right. and embraced them. You've done all of those things very, very deliberately uh, in a certain way. As a um, creative person, creative problem solver, uh, I know that the last step, and I've got my own method. The seventh step is to evaluate, right. and I think it's the one thing that a lot of people don't do. They they just go to the next, going mean, that next project, waiting for them, and they don't do a review. And there's a lot of different words for that. Right. It, it's it's as important as the first step. Would you agree? I,
1: I I do a lot, and the hard the hardest part is to evaluate when you win. Oh, winning is harder to look at why you won. I mean, it, I mean, we've done things where we've won. And in the real reason that we got over the finish line, totally unrelated to us. You know, we got to the finish line, we're ready to go. But we got across faster than we thought, because something else happened in the community unrelated, they something changes. So winning is really hard to say why exactly it worked. But when you lose, you can really pinpoint it almost always. You can get right to the point. What happened? And if you're willing to dig down deep, you can find it.
0: So there's a um, uh, these external factors. We we'll call it an X factor, right? If you will, right? That mm-hmm. that it somehow plays a role. I recently learned of a concept called a one way to call it an evaluation is call it a post mortem. Mm-hmm. There is a this guy who promotes this idea of a pre-mortem right do you do pre-mortems yes and, you do. and so and what
1: what the pre-mortems are is when we do our research we do uh, a thing that i learned from uh, a gentleman named dan dan sullivan from the strategic coach and it's called a dos and a DOS is dangers, opportunities, strengths rather than a SWOT. And I like, I mean, Dan Sullivan has a lot of great ideas. This is this is so simple. So the idea is the dangers are the pre-mortem. What could go wrong? Right. And uh, like Sullivan, we keep it to three. So we may write out 15, but we get to three. Three matter. you How are we going to remember and deal with? There's three major dangers. And how do we deal with those? So by if this is how the debate or the story goes, we're gonna lose with these dangers. These are the things we need to overcome, external threats that we need to deal with. The opportunities are things that we see that we, we need to adopt, we need to embrace to win. And, and they're not currently in, in, in the uh, conversation, they're not currently things people are thinking about. And then we go to strengths, which are what do we bring to the table? And you know, one of the strengths is always the financials, but we don't get there until we overcome the dangers and we take advantage of the opportunities.
0: Do you do the, the premortem or the DOS right
1: after research? Yes, so the research comes out with findings, five to nine findings, very seldom do we go to nine because there's, there's 50 findings when you read 150 pages of verbatims, but five to seven are the ones that matter. And so we encourage our clients to read through these verbatims. And then we, so we have the findings, and they're simple, they're straightforward. Then we have the DOS, and then for each danger, opportunity, strength, we write a message. And then we write an overall core message, we write sub-messages, and then the most important messages are inoculation messages. So how do we deal with tough issues and inoculate for it? How do we deal with the really tough issues? So if they're really, really worried and their perception is that farmland value will decrease, we have to come at that from an inoculation point of view. Inoculation meaning when you get a shot for some type of uh, flu or
0: disease. You're immune. You're, you get to you get a little right. bit of it to build immunity before you get sick. I had a... a- quick example of that. I, As you know, I had a software company and we would go to our big annual trade show and we had our user meeting on the last day of the show, last day, last night, big party. And we would just get ripped because they would have had a chance to see what everybody else was doing. And why aren't you guys like that? And I'd had enough of it. So I said, I'm going to, and I did say, I'm going to inoculate them. Right. And we had our Event the day before the show started, and they then became my ambassadors, and it completely changed everything. So I like that inoculation method. Right, it's 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 really important to set the standard.
1: How are people going to judge it, and and if you set the standard,
0: and so that's like our pre
1: mortem is we're looking at how bad can this go? We need to deal with this issue before we can
0: win. And you want to know that up front. Yeah. John, we have now uh, five more steps that we're going to go through. So starting next week, right. we talked about them last week, but I'm really uh, anxious to get into the yeah. tactical part because I'm going to want to do something now. We've been talking about the strategy. Yeah, yeah I'm really, i I'm really excited to unpack that and really
1: take folks through, especially the first part is, is how do we listen? And think about the whole idea of I mean I have three kids and the one thing I've learned as a father is I have to listen to them
0: well that's where we're gonna start next week John thanks a lot thank you for listening it's now your opportunity and responsibility to use the method today you've completed one segment toward understanding the Davies method we look forward to you subscribing Join us as we uncover and explain the nuances of John's distinctive approach. For more episodes, visit thedaviesmethod.com. I'm Mark Sylvester, recording at the Pullstring Press Studios in Santa Barbara, California.